One. A deep breath is all it takes to enter a room. Or to scream. Or both. I stand against a wall, five strides from the great oak door of the Queen's apartments. The guard watches me sideways, pretending he's not. Pretending he's focused on the stairwell. The pretense fails to deceive me. I haven't asked to enter, nor can I turn and walk away. Before re-entering the Queen's service, I must solicit her welcome, and he knows it. I know he's looking at my risque French hood, at the black hair it exposes, at my misshapen little finger. I shake my sleeve to cover it. I know he's thinking about my family, my sister. We stand like effigies, pretending not to stare at each other. The walls loom, grey as the rain outside, like the sky of England itself. Everything seems colourless and humbled, despite the layers of velvets and tapestries, the peacock plumage of courtiers and ladies. Greenwich Palace feels like my father's disappointment made tangible. I take another deep breath and straighten my shoulders, just as father taught me when he marched me into the presence of Margaret of Austria, the Duchess of Savoy. I was seven years old and terrified to be left in her care. Father offered only one piece of advice before abandoning me and returning to England. When you're afraid, he said then, you need to put an iron rod in your spine. Look your enemy in the eye. Take a deep breath and perform. The prodigal daughter, he calls me now. Or he would, if he were here. I wipe the sweat from my palms on my skirt and approach the guard, who leers as if he knows all about me and opens the door. I blow him a kiss as I pass by, accompanied by a rude gesture. He pretends not to notice, and again fails to deceive me. There is something of the dragon's lair in the royal chambers of a palace, and Queen Catherine's chambers don't shatter that illusion. Smoke from the candles congeals at the ceiling in a swirling, palpable mass, and the place swarms with courtiers ready to eviscerate you, socially and politically. Another breath, and I step into the presence of the Queen. I have a feeling she won't be happy to see me return. My first duty is to kneel before her until she acknowledges me and thank her. I worry that she will ignore me, more punishment for my indiscretions, and my sister's. The room quiets as I enter. I bow my head and approach the Queen. She is sewing tiny stitches around the cuffs of a shirt, embroidering a pomegranate motif of white on white. I watch her hands from beneath my lowered brow. They don't pause. I kneel. She doesn't speak. But behind me, I hear the whispers. Who is that? What's she wearing? She's one of them. That's the sister? They don't even look related. Perhaps they're not? I struggle not to turn around and give the speaker the sharp edge of my tongue. Protocol demands that I not even look up until the queen acknowledges me. Then I hear a giggle, followed by another, and another, like ripples on a pond. I'm the stone that caused them, and I'm sinking. I curl my hands into fists under the folds of my sleeves. I know why they belittle me. They see me as the daughter of one of the king's minions, as the youngest of a family of parvenu graspers. They saw me return from France a year ago, only to leave three months later, dressed in humility and veiled in disrepute, exiled by my expansively critical father, and now returned, supposedly reformed, though yet to be redeemed in father's eyes. Mistress Bolin? I look up at the queen.
The year has not been kind to her. Her face has fallen into soft folds, like a discarded piece of velvet. Still rich and soft, but a touch careworn. She's five years older than the king, and she wears those years like eons. Her eyes reveal nothing to me. Not malice, not kindness, not curiosity, not forgiveness. Queen Catherine has lived a lifetime at court, and has mastered the art of giving nothing away. Her hands go still. I welcome you. I hear a tut and a titter, as if one of her ladies questions the sincerity of that statement. The queen presses her lips together, but before anyone can speak, the door bangs open behind me, followed by a room full of gasps and a trill of hysterical laughter. I turn before the queen can grant me permission.